What's up guys, Corey Allen here, The Overton Report. Uh, what you're about to hear is a podcast slash interview with Thomas Beach. Now, Thomas is about to be the state representative from District 10 in South Carolina. That covers parts of Greenville, Anderson, and Pickens County. This interview, we, we talk about a number of issues the main point that all of it surrounds is the recent uncovering by the Overton Group of the book stamped being assigned and various assignments being given based on the book, which then led to the schools lying to the media and the school district and the state legislature saying that the book was never assigned. Thomas, not only is he about to be a state representative as he's running unopposed in District 10, but he was a concerned citizen speaking at the last school board meeting in Pickens. We're going to play that for you in this interview as well. We decided to reach out to Thomas because he was very succinct and very clear in his message to the school board. Another thing about Thomas, he's joining the newly formed South Carolina Freedom Caucus, which includes some of the most conservative representatives and uh, elected officials in the state. You know, we really do look forward to following Thomas's career in public service, and we really appreciate him standing alongside the parents. There are some steps being planned currently uh, with regard to this book stamped being forced upon children despite Proviso 1.105, a state law banning such divisive concepts from being taught. He wasn't afraid to speak what was on his mind, tell the truth, and I think you're really going to enjoy listening to what he has to say. So sit back, relax, or do some woodworking with some headphones on, whatever you like to do when you listen to podcasts, and we really hope that you enjoy this as much as we did uh, taking part in it. Hey guys, Corey Allen here. I hope you're doing well. Uh, listen, we know what's going on in, in Pickens at, at Daniel High School with this book stamped. It's everywhere, actually, the book. But there have been some issues when it comes to this book being specifically assigned to some 10th graders. Uh there was a school board meeting about this issue earlier this week. I'm actually joined here by one of the people who spoke at that meeting. Not only that, but uh, Mr. Beach is the only candidate for District 10, uh, it, which includes Pickens. And and Mr. Uh, Mr. Thomas Beach, I really appreciate you joining us to talk about this, this issue. And also, I just want to say thank you for showing up to that meeting uh, to, to have your voice heard and let these people know that, you know, this isn't something that's just going to go away. Yeah, there was a, um, the, the night of the school board meeting, uh, Congressman Duncan had a uh, very famous uh, barbecue dinner and yep. I do love barbecue, but I uh, happen to love our children a little bit more. So <laughs> I, I skipped the, the dinner to attend the board meeting. Well, thanks for missing the barbecue in order to to ha to to handle this. Now, tell us a little bit about this issue and how how it came to light, uh, how you came to know about it, and uh, and why you decided to to help these parents and and stand up with them. 
Well, as a, a parent uh, with three kids in public school, uh, I mean, that's really what catapulted me into running for state representative and, and winning my election in a three-way race. When I fought some of the other issues and uh, put pressure on members of the state house, uh, we were successful. Um, but then I quickly learned that the fight for our, our children wasn't over. It just began. And there were some other issues, but uh, this is, uh, uh, I think, the third or fourth issue that arised surprisingly in my neck of the woods. And we have um, educators defending critical race theory, um, mm -hmm. promoting it, celebrating it. It's a, it's a theory that bullies um, a, a child into thinking that they are, uh, if you're white, you're racist. Um, and if you're a non-white, it bullies you into thinking that inherently the institutions, policies, laws, um, uh, you're a victim. And mm -hmm. it pushes victimhood. And this is um, anti-American. Uh, it's immoral. It's simply wrong. And I'm not a, uh, a fan of ruining a child's innocence. And that's what it really is. I see it as an assault on a child. You know, people will cry, the defenders of CRT are, well, this is censorship and free speech. Um, but it's not. I mean, we don't put Hustler magazines in, in, in the school district and, and discuss, you know, well, this is biology. Right. Uh, um, so and that's valid. I mean, that's a valid I mean, that's a valid point. You know, you, you talk about a lot of the teachers uh, and administrators. And, you know, I'll preface this by saying a lot of this comes from the continuing ed and the DEI diversity, equity, and inclusion training courses that are just constantly happening for these teachers that they're almost required to go to, but they will, they will make arguments of free speech, right. And, and of censorship. But I think you made a very good point there that we already everyone acknowledges that there are limits to those rights okay so so bodily autonomy is a, is an example of of where these rights have limits with abortion uh when when you're talking about taking the life of a baby it's no longer a question of bodily autonomy and that's where the debate kind of comes in is where do your rights end and the rights of the baby again in that discussion and with and with something like like this a a person has a right to speak but when they are charged by the state with taking care of children there are limits to that and that is something that's unquestionable and undeniable we've the, the precedent has been set for ever since ever since school was state funded and state ran um Hustler, you, you use that as an example, right? So what do you say to these people who, who, one, will say that a book like Stamped is not CRT uh, or, or based in the pedagogy of, of CRT? Uh, and that uh, one example is, what do you say to, to these people when they come out and they say, well, no, critical race theory is simply 
a legal theory that's only taught to post-grad students. Easy, easy. You'll, you'll see a common thread. We just touched on abortion, CRT. Uh, the defenders of these uh, horrendous acts, they lack discernment. It, they, 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 they are unable to tell what, say what is good and what is bad. Um, and, and so while you can give facts and figures, you can tell somebody who supports abortion, you know, there's a heartbeat at eight or six weeks. Mm -hmm. it, these the data, data doesn't matter. And so what do I say to them is, well, you know, you might not recognize or acknowledge the science, but here's the state law. This is the state law, and we expect you to abide by that, whether you agree with it or disagree with it. That's what you have to say. Okay, okay, great. Now, this gets into surrounding this topic, uh, the segregation issue in Pickens at, at Pickens Middle School. This is really the main question. Whether or not this book, Stamped, is or is not CRT or whether or not it does or does not promote the tenets of CRT, uh, the proviso, proviso 1.105 is what's really in question here, right? It's not whether or not this book uh, is CRT. It's whether or not it teaches those some of those things or implies some of those things that are specifically listed in the proviso. Is that yes, right? Exactly. It, yes, and you touched on just to cement what, what I was just saying. We could argue what is what is not CRT. The, the defenders of CRT will always come up with what if they'll try to to go around, cut corners, and and avoid the heart of the uh, uh, of what is CRT, the spirit of it. But that's why at the end of the day, they're simply the budget uh, proviso state law and it's very clear what is expected and what lines not to cross and uh, we have to uh, enforce th those laws so you'll have people um, educators are primary prime in most part primary leftists i i, I saw that some study that over 70 percent uh, of educators gave to you know democrat uh uh, candidates and such right. and that's no big secret so they will always be looking to push that envelope mm -hmm. as far as they can and even cross the line because here case in point here we are with uh, state law saying that there's certain criteria that has to be met uh, and you can't go past this line when you're educating kids in the book stamp clearly crosses those lines it breaks state law mm -hmm. and and so one of the things that i think and i want to get your take on this as far as as far as i can tell there's no reason for any of these school districts or this percentage of ideological uh, teachers there's no reason for them to take it seriously when it's written in the proviso because there's never been any consequence. We saw this with uh, with the proviso last year that, that Stuart Jones had put in uh, regarding masking, right? And all of the school districts continued doing it unfettered uh, with no consequence, 
they they even went so far as to pay lawyers to write up reinterpretations and redefinitions of the proviso to try and make it okay. But in the end, no dollars were ever taken from any of the schools when it was very specifically written in that state proviso. So it's like, do you, I feel, and you know, you could tell me what you think. I feel that that has emboldened them further that if they want to do this, they will because they don't believe the legislature when they say these things. You are absolutely correct. Now, here, there's hope for anybody who's listening. You know, the, in the past, there hasn't been any anything done, uh, so they've leftists have been given a lot of room to cross whatever lines. This past year, a collection of lawmakers got together uh, and they formed the South Carolina Freedom Caucus, and I have been invited to join them. Now, I've been asked not to give a number out to how mm -hmm. many there are, but it's a block of lawmakers that are the, the most conservative lawmakers in South Carolina. And if what why I'm so hopeful is that we'll be sending a letter to Pickens School District and saying that we expect the, the school district to follow the law mm -hmm. or we get a refund on taxpayer money from the school district. Now that, that will sting. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, that is, that's needed. I think that that's the only way that any of this will change. Right. I mean, I kind of liken it to, we've seen in California, uh, these roving shoplifting gangs going in and stealing thousands and thousands of dollars. And, worth of merchandise from Gucci and Louis Vuitton or Walgreens, right? Running out and nothing happens. So they keep doing it because they've decriminalized shoplifting, right? Up to $10,000 or whatever it is. And it's kind of, it's related to that. I think when, when there's a law that's written, especially when that law is written towards towards something as as massive as the education system uh, that works almost independently, except for some purse string ties that you have to the state and the federal, uh, they, if there are no consequences, they're, they're just, they're going to continue. Mm -hmm. So, so this is interesting. When you gave your speech at the school board meeting. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and play that right now. I'll be the uh, state representative come November the 14th. My district covers parts of Anderson County, Greenville County, and Pickens County. I am also joining uh, a block of conservative lawmakers uh, in Columbia that I'm in constant contact with and the issue of CRT and other issues uh, involving education is on, is on our radar. Issues like educators defending uh, the transsexual education to kids uh, ages three to six, the segregation of kids based on skin, skin color. And then just yesterday, I find out that educators are also defending uh, this book. And what's, what really concerns me is that we see, we just heard the, the actual print of what is being taught in this, in this book and that we have no repercussions, no consequences for, for breaking state law. 
And so I would like for you all to look at it maybe help the educators to say this is the state law, please do not break it. Because I know that the lawmakers of Columbia, the, the Freedom Caucus, who I am a part of, we are coming back and looking at this and thinking, well, maybe we need to have some teeth. Uh, we are very concerned. We are going to be fighting this woke indoctrination to our children. Thank you. So when you gave your speech at the uh, at the school board meeting, what I what I really appreciated was that you were still giving the benefit of the doubt. You you were kind of speaking on the school board needs to take it upon themselves to let the teachers and the administrators know that this is the state law. This is the proviso. The funds are connected to it and they cannot continue down this road of teaching these types of things. And I think that that was, that was a measured response because a lot of the times we'll see an assumption of guilt, right? I, I really think that that measured response is something that's needed at this time. Like maybe they don't know the law. Maybe they don't understand why. Would you like to talk on that for a moment? How can, how can we make sure they all know? Well, um, when I spoke at the school board meeting, it was the day before that I learned about this homework assignment to our kids. And so it was all relatively new information. And, and it was, it was, a, it was shocking to, mm -hmm. to see this type of homework. And so I was like, well, I went to the school board meeting and, you know, people were talking about, uh, they were for and against CRT, but when I went to the school board, I wanted to, to give the school board a different perspective that there's state law that needs to be followed and just a, a healthy reminder. Now, I am now working with uh, other lawmakers, uh, the, the, the Freedom Caucus members that I uh, mentioned. Now, I don't officially take state representative title until uh, middle of November. And so I'm, you know, right now, to be honest, uh, just an average citizen. Right. Um, but, it, you know, so I think the, the only thing I could do at this time, it was just in, one day after learning about the situation, uh, and I'm glad I caught it right before the school board meeting, was just to say a, a verbal warning to, to bring it up. But uh, since that uh, meeting, uh, you know, I'm in contact with, with other official state representatives to draft a letter um, making that verbal a reality because it's one thing for one state representative to, to mention this, but if you get a, if the school members get a, uh, a letter signed by a couple dozen lawmakers right. saying, we're going to pull, get our money back from you if you don't obey the law, that's going to, you know, that's, that might be a little scary. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I hope so. We, we have earlier, I, I played a clip for you, and uh, I'm gonna put it in in this interview. Only on Fox, critical race theory sparking controversy in Pickens County. Several parents see a book found in a 10th grade classroom is teaching CRT. Now the book is up for review. Fox Carolina's Anna Arinder joins us live to break down their concerns. How the district is responding today, Anna. 
Well, guys, the teaching of critical race theory has been a hot button issue for quite some time. And this book right here is the center of the discussion at Pickens County School Board meeting last night. Now, parents on both sides, they had a lot to say. This comes after one Daniel High parent says stamped that book you see right there. Racism, anti-racism and you was assigned reading for her son's 10th grade English class. In checking with the district, they say that the teacher gave the class an assignment that focuses on different perspectives, asking students to pick a topic and read a book from one of the options in their class. Now they say Stamped was never an assigned reading book, rather a book that the student chose. The school, the teacher, the district, Fox Carolina put out a clip saying that the, the district said that this book was not even assigned at all, that this parent is lying, that uh, this was an option that the child had and the child of of the child's own volition this student picked this book and uh and the basically the implication is the mother's making something of nothing uh but we do have proof i'm gonna I, I, i've got a video i'm releasing on that i'm gonna just link that here none of that is true we've we've seen the evidence we've seen emails from the teacher saying that she was not going to assign another book to this student uh, besides Stamped, and that there was at least one assignment that is solely based on the book. We have copies of, of the questions in that assignment. We have, uh, and that's from last year, the same teacher assigned this same thing last year. And we also have her, uh, the teacher stating to the parent that uh, she's gonna have to completely revamp and reorganize this student's end of year assessment research project to no longer include stamped. So this means that there are multiple assignments based on this book at that school, in that class, not voluntary. There were no other options. And it's concerning because they went and they told the the media this, the corporate media this, and the corporate media kind of just repeated it without without any follow up. That's a, a concern that I have is a lot of the times we see this happen where a parent will come out, they'll say what's going on, and then the the administration or some high up person will shut that down, work with their friends and muddy the waters and and kind of gaslight that that parent. So what do you make of that? What do you make of of them lying to the media and then the media re reporting that? I, I think the uh, one, my knee-jerk reaction uh, uh, is parents and activists who are listening to this show right now, if you're ever working on something that's, you know, a political hot potato and there's the potential of media involvement, I mean, it has to be a political hot potato. I think mm -hmm. before you talk to any journalist, have your ducks in a row, have everything stamped, uh, you know, uh, dates, who said what, before you talk to any, in, to any media, because if you have that in order and then the, the journalist wants to talk to you, I know that journalists, they're, they're, they're running story to story. They live in their van, you know, they eat fast food. Mm -hmm. And so, but if you have the information that they need, it's, it's harder for people to get away with lies. 
and so I would recommend for you know any activists or parents to to really have their their stuff in order before talking to a journalist. Now, that's the <laughs> that's right a uh, public relations class. Uh, um, but going back to the deceiving, the teacher has been doing this for a couple of years, uh, and it sounds like their heart is set on pushing CRT. And even if, let's say we give them the benefit of doubt, mm -hmm. there was another homework assignment, a different one, um, and they're making exceptions for this one student because they made hay. Right. The book's still breaking the provider's laws. The other students uh, need uh, – the book needs to be gone before there's any exams on this on this book. And, you know, which means I really need to get these other lawmakers to, to send this letter to the school district and, and get it gone yeah. uh, ASAP. Quickly, for sure. Yeah. More will come out on that, I'm, I'm sure. Well, let, let me ask you, do you have any, any examples – from from the book that break yeah. the proviso yeah, that you want okay. to kind that's, of go through. That's a great question. I um I contacted the, the state house general counselor and uh, got a little bit more information and uh, looked at some of the the book quotes and it, it's it's clear that you know if you go through the book you'll find um you know excerpts of the book that's breaking multiple <laughs> provisos. So. You know, uh, on page four, it says the book quote in reference to how the author categories all people as segregationists, assimilationists, or anti-racist. He states, "quote These words will be using to describe you, all of us." This breaks uh, proviso concepts two and six. Uh, two is a uh, an individual by virtue of of his race or sex is inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive, whether consciously or subconsciously. Uh, number six, Proviso six, is an in individual should feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or other form of psychological distress or on account of his race or sex. So the book quote is saying this is what we're going to describe you as, as the, these labels, and, and this goes against those provisos. Another book quote on page 11, but on page 11, well, it ends looking for something to be part of to make us feel better about our own selfishness. Yeah. So this this breaks proviso number two. An individual by virtue of his race or sex is inherently racist, sexist, oppressive, or whether consciously or unconsciously. Yeah, and page. just for context, that page is talking about a, a person named uh, Gomez Inz de Zarara, who was a, a Portuguese person who wrote some pretty crazy stuff. But... Ibram Kendi names him as being the very first racist to ever exist in history, and it's in the 1400s. There was no racism until this man, uh, this this Portuguese European, wrote wrote a book. Yeah. So uh, on 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 page 132, there's a couple paragraphs there that break. Uh, looks like seven proviso laws. So in in, in that's, you know, page 148, page 214, page 213. Mm -hmm. So in all these uh, entries, they, they're breaking state law. So what happens when you break state law? There needs to be consequences. And I'm so glad that the uh, people of my area have elected me uh, to help defend children. Because that's really why I got, in, I don't know if you knew this, but at the time there was a, 
a bill concerning banning transgender athletes. Now I have a little girl that loves sports mm-hmm. and I didn't want somebody, some boy changing her locker room. She's a little 12 year old girl. And, and, uh, you know, 70%, well, 70% of the voters in my area agreed with me. And, and uh, so I, I won this, this election and, and now it's been a one thing after another, when it comes yeah. to our children uh, that I'm finding and I'm asking, is there anybody else defending these kids? And well, I guess I'll do it. Well, I'll tell you what, man, we, we do appreciate that. And we're, we're definitely looking forward and following your, uh, your public service career. As always, as I tell to, to most of the people that, that we interview, if you need any any help, if we can do anything for uh, to, to get out those conservative messages uh, or conservative calls to action, just just let us know. We'll do what we can. Well, I appreciate my – I'll give you uh, your viewers one last thing. Um, my uh, email, they can always reach me out, is thomas.beach at kw.com. Um, that's, okay. uh, my work email. Um, I'm also a real estate agent, and, and so we can discuss issues and, uh, I would love to, to brainstorm with others and t- tackle the, the issues that are important to them, regardless of where you are in the state. As you pay taxes, I answer to you. Man, that's, <laughs> if, if only, if only they all thought that way, huh? Amen. Okay, great. Well, well, thank you so much for joining us and definitely keep us updated on, on that letter. And if you guys have any questions that we didn't answer, like you said, feel free to reach out and, and he'd be happy to help. Thomas, man, thank you so much. And uh, we hope to talk to you soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. So final thoughts, guys. This, this interview, this discussion really was one of the, one of the best that I've had with an elected official in quite some time. It will take all of us working together to push through this system and bureaucracy. It really will. I, for one, am very glad that we have caucus members from the South Carolina Freedom Caucus and uh, upcoming state representatives that are willing to take on that fight. We will keep you updated about the letter from the Freedom Caucus that is supposed to be coming out. And and also, we'll keep an eye on the other moves that I know, and I think we all know, must be taken from this point forward. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Of course, you can sign up theovertonreport.substack.com and uh, stay on top of this and other issues in the state. You can also go to youtube.com slash theovertonreport.com to see some of the videos that we refer to in this podcast. And of course, you can email Thomas Beach. He told you, thomas.beach at kw.com. Like you said, he'd be happy to hear from you and brainstorm with you on how to push our conservative ideals. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Once again, my name's Corey Allen, and this has been the Overton Report. We'll see you next time.